Welcome to episode 71 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday morning. Myself, Drew Skyberg, joined alongside Luis Bocanegra. And we're going to be talking about the MLB midseason. We're going to do a recap here on the podcast. Luis, how are you doing today? Doing great, my friend. Thank you for having me back. Of course. You know, we did our MLB season preview and we'll be talking about that. We'll be going through. You know, how, were we right on some of the things we said? We'll, we'll talk about it here. We're going to go through the standings. We're going to go through stats. We'll give out some awards right, and we'll be just talking baseball. We're going to hear. We're going to give our home run derby picks. We'll give our all-star game picks, all that good stuff here on the show. But let's get started here right away, Lewis. Let's go to the standings. Let's go team by team. We'll do it how we did it in our preseason one here. We'll start in the AL East and. Look, this was the division I think we nailed. I mean, especially I know you being a Yankees fan, right? We talked a lot about this division, and wow, I mean, the New York Yankees are like right now setting records as a team, 63 and 28, plus 188 run differential. Lewis, what have you seen out of the Yankees, maybe that people did not see at the start of the year? Like, what have they done? Well, the defense has been otherworldly. I feel like that's what people are failing to really talk about, including people I know. Like, you know, the pitching is there. People like to, you know, crap on it for whatever reason, but it's always been there. It's, it's going out and above this year, especially because everything's kind of falling into place with health, aside from Severino being shut down right, like recently for like a couple of weeks. But they don't make any mistakes, man. Like they're they're way more aggressive on the base pass. So with a combination of stealing bases and the defensive kind of added just extra dimensions to the team, man. So it's, it's not just a home run hitting team with like strikeout pitchers. It's just way more depth to it way more depth in general aside from just the players they have on the 40 man. That's it's kind of taking them into another level. Yeah. I mean, this Yankees squad defensively has been, I mean, arguably the best, the best in baseball. When you look at like runs or fielding runs above average, right. And like other stats like that, I mean, they stand out and in all the stats and yeah, they've, they've been like you said, I mean, this is the 2021 Yankees, but with improved defense, Right. And I mean, some, some other of like role players are having bigger years. Right. But like, this has been a very, very good Yankees team and many have them as world, their world series favorites and rightfully so. I mean, deadlines coming up too. who knows? I mean, we, we were talking before the year about Juan Soto. It would be pretty nice to have him as a Yankee and, and we'll just have to wait and see, but let's go to the Tampa Bay Rays who are sitting right now at 50 and 41 second in the AL East. And look, this Rays team is, I mean, they're doing race things. I mean, they have really, you know, Wander Franco has been not playing at all this year. He's out right now with an injury as well. He's getting surgery, but you know, this race squad has, has been interesting. I mean, they were, they've been kind of underwhelming for race standards, but it's, you know, they, they've stayed in the, they've, they've stayed in it, I guess is kind of how I'd explain it. And I mean, Tampa put doing another Tampa Bay Ray year, Lewis, what, what have you seen from the race? so far yeah um no i mean i looked up their lineup the other day and i noticed they they had way more injuries to their i didn't even know zanino was out so zanino low you mentioned franco man those are people they can't replace they they can replace pitchers because you know they, they can find guys off the street at this point it feels like right people to fill in whatever but they, they can't replace those key guys and that's what's basically holding the team back even though they're like you know in the wild card contention exactly yeah um this this raised squad like it's you know, Kevin Cash's team is still in it. And like they've had Isak Paredes, 
like guys like that who they got for like nothing from the Tigers. Right now he's at 13 home runs this year, and he's been kind of like their their lead source of power for a squad that does not hit a lot of home runs. Uh, Rose, Randy Rosarena, of course, is 11, but those are the only two right now from what I'm seeing with double-digit home runs. So oh, I forgot Margo's out, too. He's on the 60-day deal. Yeah, so that's the other one that hit. But, like, Shane McClanahan's been the story. Well, you'll hear his name in the in the awards part of the episode, I'm sure, right now. At least he's my Cy Young favorite in the AL. He's been doing things that, I mean, his, right now his ERA plus is 211. So that puts him significantly above average, considering 100 is average for that. And, yeah. Um, I think he last has less than two walks for nine innings too. Yeah, he's, he's a clear favorite at the moment. Exactly, but my my concern though is, are they going to shut him down? I like at the end of the regular season. Do we know that? What do you think? I don't think they skipped any of his starts, so I don't know. I think they're going to ride him until he starts wearing down. At least, yeah, and they now can't with even it being to shut him down, with it being a three game wild card series now, not a one game. I, I mean, he's going to pitch obviously a game in the series, but like. The being three games, it, it's there's so much more strategy in it for the wild card round, and plus the perk of being one of the top two team, top two division winners. Okay, here let's go to the Blue Jays of Toronto. Let's talk about this team, fifty and forty three. Charlie Matoyo is fired; he is out of office right now. And uh, yeah, I mean this this Blue Jays squad very underwhelming. Um, Alejandro Kirk, I got it. We got to talk about him. I believe his OBP right now is just around four hundred. So, um, I mean, Flatter, Mir Guerrero Jr. has been struggling, who's, but he's picked it up, I guess, as of late. But like Jose Barrios, I mean, the, the pitching that uh, many people were fond of to start the year hasn't really been there other than guys like Manoa and Romano, right? I mean, what, what have you seen, right? Being in the AL East here, Lewis, Toronto Blue Jays have really, you know, fallen short of a lot of people's expectations. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we we talked about it when we uh, did the season preview. I didn't think this team had as much pitching as, you know, other people thought. It was clear to me. I don't know why it wasn't clear to anybody else besides us, but it's, you know, that that assumption is proven to be, you know, real. And their pitching isn't as bad as I thought it was when I looked at the numbers, but they they just don't have the depth. Like, I think they called up some guy called Hatch to fill in and gave up, like, 10 runs or something. Like, you know, just... You know, you have to deal with injuries nowadays when it comes to your pitchers. And just some of these teams, they, they, I don't know, I guess they think they're going to go the whole year without having any injuries or they're too lazy to go out of their way to acquire that. But you, you need to do that, especially nowadays in this, in this era of baseball, especially where people go down like flies if you're a pitcher. Yeah, I'm right with you. Um, you know, guys who were, were talked about having like Trevor Richards. I mean, there's guys in this bullpen who are, you know, David Phelps, um, just guys who have, done okay, but not exactly those guys who are going to play you over the top. Uh, Ross Stripling, who's, you know, in my opinion, he has pitched way over his head right now. His FIP right now is at 3.08 and his ERA is at 3.03. I, you know, I, I don't see Stripling keeping that up for, for this squad, you know, for in the year, and he's at 74 innings already as well. But, you know, Gosman, Gosman's still been great. I, I know the numbers his ERA right now is 2.87, FIP 1.884. I think Manoa, I should, yeah, Manoa, Gossman, those two guys have been doing great, but Barrios, you know, he's been struggling. I mean, he is, look, the Brewers faced him, right? And the Brewers took care of him. Brewers were hitting home runs off him left and right. And I mean, a lot of teams actually have this year against Barrios, but, you know, Romano, 
we talked about all-star it's been doing great and let's go to the next team here the boston red sox 48 and 44 at the time keep my full disclosure recording here sunday afternoon so these records might not all be final but boston red sox boston red sox 48 44 you know, they, they have been already really streaky to start the year, right? Trevor's story was batting like 400 in a stretch or whatever, and the team was a hot, and they've really cooled off. I mean, Devers has still been great, but what are your thoughts here, Lewis, on the Boston Red Sox so far? Yeah, it's a classic case of hot and cold, and I know after their last hot streak, people thought, okay, this is it. The team's going to come together. Red Sox Nation is back. And I, I pretty much thought, like, no, they're, they're going to, their pitching's pretty stinky. So, you know, it's, it's all about that. And they've had more injuries than people would care to admit as well, from what I've noticed looking at the 40, man. So it's the same thing, kind of like with the Blue Jays. And you get hurt and you're calling up essentially quadruple A guys or guys that shouldn't be in the majors, you're, you're going to have these cold streaks because you're not able to withstand a lot of these just regular injuries nowadays when it comes to pitching staffs. Their offense is great. Um, they don't have a lot of powers that I, I noticed. So a lot of those guys hitting for high averages like uh, Bogarts or Martinez, they're not even past 10 home runs besides uh, Dubbers. So they're lacking power. They're lacking consistent pitching. I mean, they're losing right now to the Yankees, 11-2. Uh, to two. They're on their way to 48 and 45. You mentioned 48 and 44. So I think it's just going to be a, a nonstop roller coaster season for them where they most likely don't make the wild card if I had to you know, put a wager on. I'm with you. I, I, I think... I think the Mariners might take the spot over them right now with how it's been going. This rotation, I mean, Chris Sale, very unfortunate during uh, Sunday's game. Unfortunate injury, but like the people they're throwing out there right now, Ivaldi and Pavetta have pitched way over their heads, it seems, this year. And I mean, Garrett Whitlock, who's been injured, coming back, he's solid. I like him. Um, but, you know, they're, they're still pitching Rich Hill which is something, but I Tanner Houck was the guy who I mentioned at the start of the year is my, my favorite guy. And they put him in the closer role and he's thrived there. He's done very well. And he's kind of a bright, bright spot in that bullpen too. I mean, some of the other guys who have done well, but like Deekman still, you know, pitching, pitching well, but there are some, some concerns or even a good chunk of concerns here for this Red Sox squad. We'll do, we'll go through the postseason stuff too. We'll talk about who we think is going to finish in the postseason, all of our prediction stuff later. So last team here, the biggest surprise in all of baseball, the Baltimore Orioles are 46 and 45, soon to be 46 and 46. But look, I mean, this squad finishing in their first 92 games, 500. Nobody expected that. And, you know, Brandon Hyde's squad, there's, you got to give credit to a lot of guys, but Lewis, who would you give credit to most here for this squad? That GM has done a nice job of acquiring these, uh, you know, kind of no-name pitchers, and they've really turned into a really solid bullpen, you know, above average even when you look at it from top to bottom. Starting pitching is okay, but, um, yeah, definitely uh, the GM and the manager. At 45, would you say 45, 45, 46, 46? 46, yeah. Right, this team was a walking joke coming into the season, so the fact that they're anywhere near 500, that's that's a great accomplishment, I'd say. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. This squad... Um, right now, they're three games out of the last wild card spot at this time. And, you know, the MLB draft is Sunday night, and they're drafting first overall then, too. Keep in mind the team that's only three games out. They have Grayson Rodriguez. They, I mean, talk about prospects coming where they have coming up. I mean, they have, they have a solid class of prospects. They have a top five system in all baseball. And look, I mean, this future is looking really great right now in Baltimore. So, 
I mean, the AL East will go through. We'll, like I said, we'll go through the playoff stuff after, but want to spend more time in that division as, you know, yourself being a Yankees fan. We'll spend more time in the NL Central as well with myself, you know, Brewer fans here listening to the show, but let's go to the AL Central here for it. The division leaders here, the Minnesota Twins, 50 and 43. The Cleveland Guardians, 46 and 44 in second place. The Chicago White Sox, 45 and 46. The Detroit Tigers, 37 and 55. And then the Kansas City Royals, 36 and 56. And Lewis, to break down this division in a whole, I know your bold take was Detroit winning this division. And uh, sadly, I mean, that does not look like it's going to happen. That offense has been horrendous. Uh, I mean, A.J. Hinch pitched in a game, three different position players. And uh, they had a team meeting after that game was a story in the first half. But look, the Detroit Tigers have struggled as a team. Chicago White Sox as well. I mean, who who is your biggest disappointment so far in this division? Is it, is it the White I know Sox? I picked the Tigers, but yeah, definitely the White Sox from a talent standpoint. And I know they're only a couple of games back, I think, from the wild card. But that's that should be a game. Excuse me, a team that's easily ten games over five hundred with that talent. Yeah, I mean, just looking at Tony Larusa has, you know, he's played, he's he's managed his team into like the worst manager of the year. I mean, he's been. He's been horrendous uh, walking players on oh like well, on two strike counts. I mean, it's stuff like I, I can't even believe I'm seeing in 2022. I, I get the whole, you know, analytical standpoint and stuff, but like this isn't analytics anymore at that point. That's just like that's madness. That is just no, he's yeah, he's managing like a legit alcoholic from what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's time to replace him. Like I, I can't the only reason he has not been replaced, right? Him and Jerry Reinsdorf, that's the owner of the White Sox, have a relationship. That's why they brought him back. He felt bad because he let him go in the eighties or whenever he, he went or he left the team and right now he's just driving this team, you know, he's driving this team downhill. Luis Robert is still, you know, Luis Robert, And I mean, they still have a solid team, but he's batting. Who is it? Lurie Lur- Garcia leadoff. I mean, he's batting guys who shouldn't be, you know, batting in spots and this team cannot hit righties whatsoever. I mean, this is one of the best left-handed hitting teams in baseball, but I mean, they don't have anyone to hit righties. Um, Gavin Sheets got sent down. I mean, they've been, it's been a struggling team. So to say the least, the Minnesota Twins, however, you know, many picked to win the division to start because, you know, they made all those splashes and Twins have looked great, 50 and 43. I mean, this both centrals are really bad divisions, basically, which when we get to the NL Central, you'll see why. But I mean, they're, they're beating up on the bottom feeders here. I, I, you know, this Twins team still concerns me. I actually, I think the Cleveland Guardians will win this division, and they're only two and a half out, which might be one of my bold takes. I know pitching might not exactly be there, but like, I really like the that offense, and which might be also another unpopular take. But I think the Guardians will come through with this division in a forty-six and forty-four, two and a half out. But um, you know, Lewis, do you think that this is the Twins division to lose? I might. I might agree with you because I, I don't like the Twins pitching at all. And it's funny you mentioned the signings. Not any of them have had a major impact. I know I think Correa's got a two-point-something war, but, um, you know, he basically has a similar batting average to Kiner Falef and his actual uh, runs total differential or whatever on defense is worse. So, yeah, they're not getting their, their bang for the buck that they paid for him. Um, Urshela's gotten even worse at third, and Gary Sanchez has done nothing. So, you know, from that standpoint, I'm, I'm wondering what they did besides waste money, but 
like Arreyes, a couple other players are having some nice years for them. So it's, it's keeping them afloat basically because what you just said, the division's so bad. So they're just not playing the crappiness of the other teams. But I do like the Indians, man, because I think they have an underrated offense. Like you said, they have a, a potentially nice lineup they can get hot with. Uh, Fran Mill got Josh Naylor, obviously got Jose Ramirez. With that combination with pitching, an underrated bullpen with class as a closer, it's, they might be just the most complete team in that division now that I think about it. I think I've given up on the White Sox, to be honest. I, I have, too. Um, just with how... So, Cal Quantrill's been on fire with quality start after quality start. He's been giving you... And he's your number three guy, right? I know, I know Plesak isn't necessarily what, what you wanted, but, I mean, he was horrendous the past few years, and you'll take a four-year A from a guy like Zach Plesak. But um, Mackenzie and Bieber, Bieber's looked a lot better. You know, there's yeah. some concerns with his velocity being way down. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned complete team. I would describe them as complete. I love Josh Naylor. You know, he's got to be like the ultimate hype guy in baseball. He's been awesome. Andres Jimenez too. I mean, pair him like an infield duo there, him and Rosario. Because Rosario has been very underrated so far this year. I mean, he hasn't been looked at a lot by many. He's been 291 right now. And what is that? His OPS is at 730. He's been respectable. And that's kind of what, what you would like out of your shortstop. But yeah, Jose Ramirez, I mean, he's a star of the, of the show there. He's already at 75 RBIs. Keep in mind, he, 130 is definitely in the realm of possibilities, but yeah, complete is how I would describe this squad. And I like them as the third division winner. So they would be in a wild card round in my opinion, but let's keep going. That'll wrap up our AL central talk. Cause again, Tigers Royals struggling, struggling um, some promise of some young guys, but that that's that AL West. Let's go. Houston Astros are at the top right now. 59 and 31. They are 10 games up. Over the second place, Seattle Mariners. Yes, the Mariners are in second with a 13-game winning streak, 50 and 42. Texas Rangers, 41 and 48. The Los Angeles Angels are 21 back of the division, and they are 39 and 53. And the Oakland Athletics, 31 and 61. So this division has been something. Angels start out hot, lose a bunch of games, get out of the playoff hunt, basically, with that one losing streak. And, yeah, I mean, the Rangers are the other story, making those big splashes, not really living up to expectations. I mean, for some people who set the high expectations, but I think my story right now of the division is the Seattle Mariners. We knew the Astros were still going to do Astros things, but, Lewis, I mean, what's your headliner right now in the AL West? Look at the Mariners. I just saw the graphic um, before they had the commercial in the Yankee game. They're 21 and three. The last, what, 24 games. That's, you know, and they're just still 10 games back, but I feel like that's just something I really don't hear enough people talking about. They Robbie, turned around their entire season, essentially. Yeah. I mean, in credit, guys like Julio Rodriguez has been on fire. Ty France comes back from an injury. Robbie Ray, uh, the story with him, he was horrible his first two months. Starts throwing a sinker. And now, his numbers are instantly back up to the Cy Young numbers. It, it was kind of a remarkable um, development there with Seattle. And they, I mean, they've just been respectable. I mean, they've had like, they just have had guys around, you know, Jesse Winker comes back from the suspensions, hit home runs left and right. You know, this team's playing, playing insane. Remember they almost played themselves into the playoffs last year. Won 90 plus games did not make the playoffs, but it's safe to say, I think that they'll be at least in the hunt the rest of the year for that third wild card spot. But um, talk about disappointments of the division. That's how we'll roll. We'll talk about the Angels here. 39 and 53. Uh, Shohei Otani is performing, you know, he's do, he's doing everything. I mean, the games they've won, which is it's kind of, you know, at this point, it's kind of funny just looking through the box scores. He's the one, you know, he's pitching 
what is it, like six, seven shutout, 12 Ks, has drives in two RBIs, the Angels win. Or they lose. You know, it's just, it doesn't matter with that team, but the Los Angeles Angels, Lewis, have been, they have been horrible. They fired Joe Madden to get worse. I mean, <laughs> I thought they fired him too early. The team was not good to begin with. They decided to make him the scapegoat. And look, they're, they're playing even worse. So they, they get what they deserve, man. It's the same thing every year. That guy spends money. They have no doubt. They end up losing, and he acts like it's the biggest surprise in the world. So we're just having the same thing again happen this year. So until so they end up developing pitchers, doing things the right way, and not just throwing money at people, it's things are going to pretty much stay the same for the foreseeable future, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, even let's, let's go a decade ago. You sign Albert Pools to a monster extent or signing. You sign Josh Hamilton. You throw money at guys. They did this a decade ago. And look where it's gotten them. 2014 is it. And they were first round exits. I mean, like it's... It is impressive how these teams, how, how they're performing and yet still are just not winning games. I mean, the, the signings and the moves that they're making. Taylor Ward, you know, was playing and he still has an OPS plus at 146. So, I mean, he's still having a, a very good year. But like their top three guys, I mean, they have the one of the best top threes. I, I saw this up on a pod, other podcast they're talking about. Um, Trout, Ward, and Otani. Are, as the top three hitters, and then the rest of the lineup you'll take. Um, they have the highest, like, OPS. It's the best top three and the worst lineup ever, if that makes sense, because based on OPS plus and other stats. It's it's remarkable how good they've been, but how terrible the bottom sixth lineup has been. So, Are they uh, still playing Velasquez every day? Uh, and yeah. <laughs> I, mean, wow. he has, I mean, yeah. He has 230, or 238 plate appearances. He is batting 171. With an OPS of 478. Yeah, they used he's, OPS. He's the infield gala without power, basically. Yeah, and he had, I mean, he had that one big game, whatever, last year that gave him all the hype. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that kind of it? I guess I don't, I'm not sure what they see there with Velasquez, but, um, I mean, they have nobody else. I mean, that's how bad this team is. Like, I mean, there are minor leaguers who would start, I think, on the Los Angeles Angels infield. I mean, it's it's been that bad. Jared Walsh can't at lefties. He's been 236. His OPS, 692, I mean, these were guys who they were hyping up as um, Jared Walsh was going to be. Like, I mean, he was like an all-star last year, maybe. But I mean, these are guys. Max Stassi. Right? I mean, they, they've been they've been abysmal offensively. See, that's their problem. They'll go out of the way to convince themselves they don't need to go the extra mile, and that that's always going to bite you in the butt when the sport, man. You need as much depth, and basically just in case you know breaking breaking case of emergency glass type you know depth, basically just in case. A guy doesn't come out. Maybe he's not as good as you think he is. And I just mentioned he's a he's a platoon player, basically. I know they're talking about him like he was the next coming. Yes. Like another regular everyday player. He's clearly not. He's, he can only hit righties, so they didn't prepare at all for the worst case scenario. Well, I mean, some of those guys they're starting, and don't even get me started about the rotation, other than Otani and Sandoval, who have been, you know, pleasant. You know, they've been surprises, not really surprises, but they've been they've been nice to the rotation there. Syndergaard, uh, don't, you know. Lorenzen Detmers, who has been okay, but like Jose Suarez is the other guy who's filled in. Like this, this rotation is not not good. I mean, it's very top heavy, and from there, I mean, it's there. There's no depth there. Like you, like you mentioned, it's it is not good. I am done talking about the Angels here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention one more thing. Loop isn't having a good year either. That's another big free agent signing, I guess, for a reliever. Yeah, this this front office. I mean, they they blew it. I. Um, Otani is not going to want to resign. I mean, they're going to have to trade him in the offseason. That's my opinion. And I, I know it might be unpopular, but what, what do you do with Otani? I, I guess 
I know he doesn't want to go to the East Coast, so I don't know if he has a clause or anything because I know it, it wasn't a big contract, but you, you can't send him at the same time to a place he doesn't want to play for either. Yeah, it's he wants to stay close to, I guess, Japan as close as he can. But like, they, like you can't let him walk for nothing, though. At the end of the day, which it's it's a tough argument and it's a tough. If the Angels wanted, be so much easier. I mean, if they if they were winning games, this, this wouldn't be a, a discussion. But now it is, and I mean, we, the Astros are just doing the Astro things. We'll move on here because we'll talk about Alvarez later. Um, but and at least here we go. We're in the National League now. The New York Mets, fifty-eight and thirty-four. Buck Showalter has turned that team around. Atlanta Braves, fifty-six and thirty-seven. Two and a half back there of the Mets. The Phillies. 48 and 43, the Miami Marlins, 43 and 47, and the Washington Nationals, 30 and 63. That rounds out the division. Nationals on currently on a nine-game losing streak, so that's kind of where Juan Soto, right? Big story is him rejecting that 15-year $440 million extension or what it was. It was something ridiculous, but let's go to the New York Mets, though. Let's talk about because I think they're like a pleasant surprise. I mean, they had the expectations, so it's not really a surprise, but they're actually winning games. And, um, you know, the Mets, Lewis, what has gone right for them so far? You know, what, what has gotten them to this run? To this run? Well, they got a manager that finally knows what he's doing. And I think I picked them as one of the wild card teams. But, yeah, I still had them in contention. Either way, I basically had them or the Braves winning the division. I think I picked the Braves. But they've done this without Scherzer for – you know, for I think a month or two, the Grom's still not healthy. He's over there, you know, spending his vacation days in, in the minors. And he's definitely the manager of the year, man. Like, in my opinion, that's that's a clear. He's just overachieving with that team. Yeah, let's talk. Really we'll, we'll talk about win the awards. He, he's my front runner as well. The Atlanta Braves are, you know, they, they had the hot June and they're not slowing down. I mean, they've had they've had guys come up. Michael Harris, you know, was playing himself in the rookie of the year. Spencer Strider is also playing himself into the rookie of the year. This team's been has had young guys come up and make huge impacts for the squad. The Phillies fire, firing Joe Giardi was the story, and you know they've they've played better since the, they fired him. But um, forty eight and forty three. I mean, they're half game out of the wild card. They're they're right there. I mean, they could certainly make the move. They might make a move at the deadline though to bolster that team. Harper is a concern too. He might get shut down though if this team. There, there's just a lot of questions with the Phillies. I don't know what to expect, but um, the Marlins I want to talk about, though, they have all this pitching depth, right? Max Meyer comes up, Edward Cabrera, all these stars. They have another one, Yuri Perez in the making, and then they have they have the guys who are ready. I mean, Pablo Lopez, um, so of course, Sandy Alcantara, got to mention him. And this team's 43 and 47. I mean, they, they might have one of the best pitching, like all around pitch ro- rotations in baseball. And what happened is, you know, the offense is just terrible. It's, it's remarkable. I, I guess, Lewis, what, what have you seen from this Marlins squad? I haven't seen them too much, but yeah, I guess <laughs> what you were saying, they basically can't hit their way out of a paper bag, like zero type of offensive capabilities. So you're, when your pitching's not good and your four games under, excuse me, 500, your offense has got to be probably, you know, they're probably like, top three last or something right if not the top uh worst offensive team yeah it's just a common theme with this squad and you know they they just can't put together you know they can't put runs on the board and that's why whenever sandy alcantara pitches you know he'll go eight innings give up two runs and he'll get the loss i mean it's that remarkable it's that's how bad this team's been offensively and i mean guys like 
Garrett Cooper and are, are your best hitters. And Solaire's been out. Jazz Chisholm, obviously Garcia. I mean, there's it's an interesting squad. Let's go to the NL Central, my division here. The Milwaukee Brewers sitting on top the Central, fifty and forty-two. Yeah, yikes! I know. Only eight games over and being in first in your division, fifty and forty-four. The St. Louis Cardinals they played worse even, and um, they were game back. The Pirates then of Pittsburgh, thirty-eight and fifty-four. They're in third place. Wow, you weren't kidding. It's just a mirror of the AL Central. Yes, the Cubs thirty-four and fifty-seven. Reds thirty-four and fifty-seven for the toilet bowl. There, the Cubs have lost nine straight, so the Cubs are doing their best to tank and. The Reds are competing by trying to tank even more. So we have kind of like a tank off. Teams are trying to compete to be the worst for the lower draft pick. It's 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 remarkable. Um, but uh yeah. Uh going to the Brewers. Um, you know, my midseason recap is hit the ball. Um, you know, the offense has been terrible, and it's you know, ma- many fans will agree um with that with my assessment, just saying it's literally just straight up not has not been good. Um, the power's been there. Right, they've hit a bunch of home runs, but uh, the Brewers. I mean, I know we're not doing stats of the week this week, but uh, I, I had a stat regarding the the Brewers that I'll I'll share in a sec. But um, the story is with this Brewers squad, and it's it's not being able to put the ball in play. I mean, they've been striking out a bunch, average wise. Um, Mike Brasso is their best hitter based on batting average, so two eighty seven. Is, is the best average there. And like for, for starting players, like 241, 227, 226, 216, 251, Jace Peterson and Andrew McCutcheon have the best for like guys who have like played almost every day. Think about that. And I was going to ask you how Willie Adamas is doing. Willie Adamas, like powers there, 18 home runs, 50 RBIs, 216 average. Um, wow. So he fell off after you guys uh, got him. I remember he was hot when he got straighted for him. Yeah, he's 84 strikeouts as well already. Um, yeah, Christian Yelch, you know, he's been 248. He's still, his OPS plus since he's been the leadoff spot has been doing a lot better. But, you know, Lewis, um, uh, with the Brewers, uh, I mean, how do you think this team's going to turn around the second half? Is it just as simple as offense? I know we were talking about Josh Hader at the start, too. He's been terrible as of late. Yeah, you might have to look into getting another reliever if you don't have any internal options, but I figure one or two hitters with your pitching, that's all you would need to get a second half little hot streak going and just pull away with the division. Yeah, I think it would be, it, it should be as simple as that. Here, here's this Brewers stat, by the way. Brewers have had 17 at-bats this year with bases loaded and nobody out. And you want to hear how they've got those 17 at-bats have gone? Six sure. strikeouts, one scoreless double play, and two other scoreless. So basically, um, uh, the Brewers have had seven bases loaded, um, no outs and no runs. So they've had um, they've had the bases loaded seven times um, with nobody out and no outs, and they've gotten run- no runs off of it seven times this year already. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Like, what are the odds of that? That's that's an incredible stop. Like it's a mind bending stop. Like they have just not been able to. It happened again, like with San Francisco against the Giants. Like he just struck bases loaded. They get it loaded, and then Carlos Rodon strikes out the side. It, it was incredible. I like this team just can't hit with runners in scoring position, and that's kind of been. I mean, that, that's why this team is not doing better because the rotation, which has been banged up, right? Hauser was on the IL a little bit, and he's still or he's right now. 
Woodruff was for a little while there. And then Burns has been kind of missed all reliable 2.14 ERA. Peralta is coming back soon. Peralta, Freddy Peralta has been on the 60-day IL. He will be ready, sounds like, early August. So um, Josh Hader struggles. Devin Williams is he'll, he's doing okay. He, he'll be, he you know, he's the future closer, it seems, of this Brewers squad. I hate to say it, but that's kind of what he's playing himself into right now. Um, I see y'all picked up Boxberger, too. That was a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been steady. You know, he's been reliable as he has always been, it seems. But Pirates, not much to talk about there. Cubs, right? I mean, Reds. The Cardinals, you know, Goldschmidt's right now playing himself in the NL MVP right now, which we'll talk about in the awards. But yeah, I mean, St. Louis Cardinals. I think this is still the Brewers division to lose. I think they still, unless they go on some historic losing streak or they just like play. They just play really bad, you know, poorly. I, I don't see this Cardinals team going on a run. I know they have young pieces, but they just struggle. I mean, they're they're so focused on Albert Pools giving him this farewell. Like, I mean, they're they're playing they're playing him in an at bats that he shouldn't be playing him. Like, I think this might cost them. You know, this could cause them play a playoff chance here, just based on how they've been using him. Like, he shouldn't be on the roster. I mean, based on his numbers, but that's just how it is. You know, remember an old time great. And let's go to the NL West here. Lewis last division before we go into our awards and the Dodgers 60 and 30. They're not disappointing anyone. They've been hot. The Padres of San Diego, 52 and 41, the giants, 47, 43, the Rockies, 43 and 49. And then the diamondbacks, 39 and 52. Biggest surprise here. The Padres without Fernando Tatis jr. 52 and 41. They are in the wild card and they've done very well. Without a Manny Machado was, you know, an MVP favorite in a little bit there. And I mean, Lewis, uh, for you, what, what was your takeaway in the NLS so far? Yeah, there was a point. I remember the Padres are only a game out. So, I mean, unless they end up winning the rest of the season series, that division is probably out for them. Dodgers, yep. I got to say, I don't like the manager. I think I've told you this a couple of times, but they, they've done great, man. I, I looked at their numbers up and down. They don't even have a closer. They're still, what would you say? They're, they're over 60 wins. So, yeah, great, incredible yeah, 60, job. 30. Yeah, they've been they've been great. And I mean, right now they're they're like the NL favorites. The Dodger Yankee World Series is always it seems to be a favorite a lot, and that stays true this year. Let's talk about the playoff hunt here now. So in the AL, of course, Yankees being the one seed, Astros the two, and then the, the twins would be the three. So how it works is the one and the two seeds get a buy from the wild card. So Yankees in Houston. And then Minnesota would play the six. So Minnesota and Toronto would square off in a three-game series. Then Tampa Bay and Seattle would as of right now. And the Red Sox are a game and a half out. So they're missing out. Guardians, two and a half. Baltimore, three. White Sox, four. And then Texas is at seven games out. The Dodgers are on top. They're the one right now in the NL with the Mets at two. Milwaukee at three, so Milwaukee in a wild card round against St. Louis, the Cardinals. So the Brewers and Cardinals would be a three game series. The Braves and the Padres would also be in a three game series then. So, I mean, is there any enticing playoff matchups? Which one is your favorite out of those I've mentioned? From a rivalry standpoint, um, not any, but I would, I would say Braves and the Padres would be a pretty good series if that happens. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm looking, you know, in the AL, if we get to it, if we see a Yankee Astro ALCS. I think that would be awesome. What do you think? 
Yeah, it'd be dynamite. And if uh, Boone messes it up again, then, uh, you know, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to wonder why he's still the manager the next year. So we'll see how that goes. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, that would I just feel like like both watching those teams play like a World Series, you know, or not World Series, but like playing a regular season you know, series. Too bad it couldn't be a World Series because, like, I mean, those games have were incredible. I mean, just they were great games. And I know there was a no hitter in there. I know there was, you know, but um I just think the Yankees Astros that'd be that'd be a great matchup and that's what I'm rooting for in the ALCS. Now let's go to the awards here, Lewis and Yeah, I mean we'll start in the AL and we'll go right away. We'll we'll, we'll get the one out of the hard one out of the way. The AL MVP is it really a hard one? You know, it's it's tough because Shohei Otani, right, is doing things that we haven't seen, you know, before. I mean, he did it last year, right, but He's been arguably doing, you know, just that this year and his pitching, he's looked even better, but right. The team's 39, 53. And, you know, we, we have to value winning to some aspect with the MVP. It's only fair. Right. So, you know, Aaron judge comes to mind then, right. As being the other guy, Jordan Alvarez being the other one. So out of those three, Lewis, who are you going with for your MVP? Well, what you just, you mentioned, you know, it's in the context of winning and I'm thinking of all around with offense defense it's clearly judge clearly man i just looked at his center field stats too he's even playing a couple of runs above average in center field so that that would be the guy if they were gonna pick fairly yeah i i i'm right with you and um i i really think like like what can judge do better you know i mean like judge doesn't pitch i mean i i don't know what what you can be asking for judge and just his like his offensive war i mean He's a more valuable offensive player than Otani. I mean, maybe he it, can be the manager for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Like, does he doesn't he be manager? <laughs> no. uh, his team is his team's worried about playing, you know, for a first round, you know, or playing basically for a bye. I mean, that's what that's now how the new playoffs is, and they're worried about you know winning it all. And right now, the Los Angeles Angels they're worried about where they're going to be drafting next year. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, they're not worried about the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs, and they have two of the best players in the world and they're not going to make the playoffs, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, I know we've talked about the angels, but that's where for me, it's like, okay, well, I think Jordan Alvarez, if he played defensively, he was not DH and I hate to, you know, be like, okay, well, he's the DH. He doesn't get the award. I think he would have a very compelling case. I think the Hank Aaron award is his, I think he'll win the Hank Aaron award. I think judge will win MVP is how I think it'll go. Do Why don't they play him more in the outfit? Because I'm looking at uh, Alvarez's stats right now. He's uh, above three. His defensive runs are threes. His run total for the year is 11. So why why don't they play him in the outfield more? He doesn't um, seem like he's actually below average as I thought. No, and he's actually made like I mean he's had some highlight reels defensive plays. He's he's gotten out some guys on you know sack, sack fly attempts. Uh, I mean there's been value with him, and the reason I think is they're trying to like workload wise. I think they're trying to you know keep have him focus with hitting. Is my my thought, and because I mean, look at what he's done hitting, um, his ex woba and all all of his other you know baseball savant stats are hundredth percentile or ninety ninth percentile. I mean, this is incredible. So, um, I, I think that's why. But look, Alvarez, a twenty five year old stud, you know he's gonna be. I mean, he, he's doing great things right now, and I I think he should deserve some sort of recognition. I just sadly don't think he will be winning the MVP. Yeah, maybe uh, he should demand to play more games as he leads the league in slugging OPS and OPS plus. He would be the MVP or the leading guy, you would think, if he just played more games defensively. He's only played uh, 33 games in left field. 
exactly. No, I, I'm right with you. I I would agree, but maybe he's he's content with DHing. Not sure. Um, next we'll go to Sayong here. Like we said, Shane McClanahan. Uh, to go to challengers, right? I mean, we'll throw Garrett Cole in there. Um, Dylan Cease is having a good year. Cease, but again, yeah. Uh, Justin Verlander too. I mean, I'll throw him in, but yeah, Dylan Cease, who was snubbed off the all-star team to start. That was incredible. I still could not believe that. They all, like, yeah, it's like they forget about players. I don't, I don't understand that. The Carlos Rodon, the NL was leading and all NL pitchers in war. And, uh, he got excluded off of it and he made it as a replacement, thankfully, but it was incredible. McClanahan, right, still though, with him being the obvious pick, leading the AL and ERA and whip. And opponents are batting 176 off him. I think it's a fairly easy choice here. Stud, and that's who it is, manager of the year in the AL. Lewis, who would you give it to? Man, if, if the Orioles finish 500, um, I'm giving it to Brandon Hyde. I'm I'm with you. Um, you might be surprised, but the media, a lot of people are picking Aaron Boone. I don't know what I your mean, thoughts are that. Look, that two years ago, no, I think it was 19 where that Yankee team had the most players in the DL in the history of baseball. He didn't get the award. So what, why are they, why is he going to get, this is my problem with the media, man. They're idiots when it comes to picking things correctly. So why should he be the manager this year versus the year where he won over a hundred games where they had the most players in the DL? What's the difference this year? It's just because there's more media attention basically. Yeah, I, I'm not. I think it's basically at the end of the day because of the, the historic pace. I mean, and yeah, media, the media attention has been there with judge. Right. Um, I, I think that it's like, Oh, it's the best team in baseball. So the, the best team in baseball's manager gets manager of the year. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan, you know, obviously Aaron Boone being manager. Right. But like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Boone. I, I know pitching like how, how he's used pitchers. I mean, I've, I haven't necessarily been as critical as of it as of late, but like just situation yeah. around with Chapman Holmes and King, you know, I feel like there's different ways to go about it, but um, yeah, I'm you know, I, feel, I don't, I don't, I don't think he should be manager. Yeah. I just don't think he's that yeah. good of a manager, but I mean, but his team's winning games. And you know, if you value that, which I'm it's sad to say media does, I think Brandon Hyde, I, I like Scott service and that might be a, a crazy take. I know a lot of people, you know, are, not not fans of Scott Service, but look look what he's done, you know, with that with that Mariners squad. I mean, he's he had an excellent year with the team last year, and even better on pace this year. They're going to break potentially a playoff run. I think Scott Service is a guy who could potentially sneak into the sword and win it at the end of the year. Um, that's where yeah, I'd go. Because the twenty wins in a row or something, then I mean, these are the guys you got to consider. It's not these guys with the great teams. It's the guys that are doing with what. Like they're doing what they shouldn't do with what they don't have, I guess. So I'm making any sense. Like they're ridiculously overachieving. How are the Orioles 500? How, how are yeah. the Mariners in a 10 game winning streak? Like they're looking at the wrong places in terms of who should be the manager of the year, I feel like. Exactly. I'm right with you. AL rookie of the year. This one's easy. Julio Rodriguez. I mean, he's been doing incredible things. He's going to be in the home run derby. But yeah, 16 home runs, 52 runs scored, 50 RBIs, 21 steals. Nice. So yeah, talk about numbers there. All around player right there. Um, yeah, I mean Bobby Witt also has been incredible too. I, I know he's been average is a little low, but 13 home runs, 48 run or 48 runs scored, 46 RBI, 17 steals. Both of them are going to be studs. Let's go then to the NL. That'll wrap up our AL awards. NL MVP right now. Um, you know, Paul Goldschmidt for the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, he's it's kind of like the 
Bryce Harper MVP award last year. Team was a little above 500, you know, not doing that well. They're going to sneak into the playoffs this year probably, but still, I mean, he, he's been a best, the best player in the NL on a winning team at this point. Um, he's his average 329 OBP 414 slugging 584. And yeah, I'm looking at this. He leaves the league and run scored average OBP slugging OPS and OPS plus. He like, he, he's been on otherworldly, I guess, is the story. And um, I, I know, like, Soto, unfortunately, playing for a losing team and didn't play well to start the year. But right now, um, he's been batting 393, or he's been little, almost around 400 here in the last um, 18 games or 20 games or so. But he's not my other favorite. I don't know. I, I feel, just feel like it's, it's Goldschmidt's award to lose at this point. I know people have thrown Pete Alonso in there just because, you know, Pete Alonso has been hitting home runs, driving runs on the, on the Mets. But like from there, I guess there's not really any other guy that really stands out. Right. I, I don't know. I think I just feel like Goldschmidt's going to be the MVP in, in the NL and let's go to the Cy Young award. I think this one's pretty easy here. Um, Sandy Alcantara as well. Just an absolute workhorse. I mean, this is something we haven't seen in years, a pitcher pitching as much as he does. And look, Sandy Alcantara has been an absolute stud. I mean, have you seen some of his pitches here, Lewis? 101 mile per hour, two seamer, like in on the hands. Like I, I can't even make this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at his numbers. He, uh, he doesn't have as many strikeouts as you would think, but a guy with that stuff, but I guess this game is all about weak contact and getting the low pitch count so he can pitch more innings, get deeper into games. Yeah. His caper nines actually, you know, you would, that that's the one thing he doesn't strike a lot of batters out, but he he gets volume, and that's where his strikeouts come. I mean, they don't come with the with the whole um, you know swing and miss like the the high caper nine. It's it's more of he'll strike out like a batter per inning, maybe like a bat like two batters for every like three innings. You know, it's it's a pace like that, and which many you know some people might not be fond of in a game where you know strikeouts for pitchers is very valuable, but. His K percentage is 55th percentile. So he's still above average. It's just not not exactly that high, but his chase rate is 91st percentile, according to StatCast. So, you know, you, you would think it might be higher there. But, yeah, this, this guy was in the Cardinals farm system, Lewis. I don't know if you remember that, but he was in it. Jazz Chisholm was in it. I mean, these were guys they gave up for um, Marcelo Zuna. So it's kind of wow. crazy how that all comes back. They also gave up Zach Gallon, who's pitching around with the D-backs. So, I don't even know. It's it is quite the story, and um, or I think they use Gallant to get Chisholm, basically the Marlins did. But basically, they gave up guys. You know, they they gave a lot of value in that trade, and um, you know, Corbin Burns being the the I'd say the other guy, and Max Scherzer as well are like you know my final. Yeah, if Scherzer was healthy, he would probably be the top two guy. But yeah, he's just missed time. Exactly, manager of the year, Buck Showalter for the Mets. You know, I think this one. This one might be a lock for me. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't see any other, unless the Mets collapse, which again, Met, the Mets have collapsed before. Why? Well, well, I think he's the guy. I guess I don't know who else is there. Dave Roberts doesn't deserve it. I mean, that team should have more than sixty wins, sixty and thirty, with that roster, in my opinion. But um, Buck Showalter, I don't know what else we have to say. You know, he's been great and. Looking gotta like be honest, man. I gotta give Roberts credit, bro. I mean, Bellinger's pretty much done. It seems like he's on his way out the MLB. Mookie Betts isn't having like a fantastic year. I feel like they're really overachieving with that team. They don't even have a closer or anything. I get, yeah, with the ACL tear of their closer and Kimbrel's coming back on his way. But 
Yeah, Kimbrel's been terrible. Yeah. Um, but the Dodgers just as a team still have a nice starting lineup and still have, you know, have the Is respectable it? guys and I think they're gonna make some moves. Go ahead. Like I'm over here thinking, like, how do they get the 60 wins? I mean, I'm gonna have to look as the, at their offensive team as a total. But like Muncie's sitting under 200. Boots, I see. I keep calling him Boots. Mookie Betts isn't having like a a peak year. Freaking Bellinger's finished. It's pretty much Freeman and Trey Turner, I guess, right? Yeah, Freeman's been incredible. I mean, Betts is still batting 265 with 20 home runs. I mean, he's still been. He's he's on pace for like 30 home runs, 90 RBIs. He's still he's still doing doing Mookie bets things. I think Tyler Anderson has pitched over. I mean, these guys Gonsolin's 11 and 0 right now with a ERA of 2.02. So, um, you know, the pitching, I, I guess if you want to make the argument, they're overachieving in that aspect. I, I do agree in that aspect where Gonsolin's not going to have a 2.02 ERA. Um, yeah, Anderson's the, the not going to have theorem. They have them at, they have them actually that they should have one more win. So I guess you're right. If you're going by that, they sh- it says they should be at 63 and 27, not 60 and 30. Yeah. If we go with that, um, I'm just not a fan with them. Dave Roberts, with manager, I just feel like his players, you know, like, I mean, he, Gonsolin's 11 and 0 with the 2.02 area. He has no influence on that. I feel, you know, he, he's not, he, he's not telling him to pitch better to make him, you know, <laughs> like, Hey, you that. pitch better. Okay. Skip. <laughs> Yeah, his his FIP right now is three point three nine. So there's a one point three seven difference there. There's certainly regression is due for some of these starters, but yeah. Um, let's go to the next award here. Um, NL Rookie of the Year. Let's talk about this one. So I I believe you had O'Neill Cruz to start the year, and I Damn had <laughs> yeah, which is fine. And I had um say Suzuki and. Suzuki missed a bunch of time and O'Neill Cruz called up to late. So then the Atlanta Braves guys who we mentioned kind of stepped in. Michael Harris is kind of the guy who stepped in right away. Um, 277 slash line, 310, 494, eight home runs, 29 runs scored, 26 RBIs. So, you know, the guys who are kind of competing with him there, it's like, it's him, you know, Strider, I think are like the front two and both those two guys being teammates. We'll throw in Jack Sawinski with the Pirates, right? Christopher Morell. I mean, Mackenzie Gore was on a on a roll with the Padres until he had a rough stretch. But mm-hmm. um, you know, looking through it, I think it's Harrison Strider are the first two guys. But you know, Harris is playing every day. Harris is you know doing things for a squad that is without Ozzy Albies right now. I'll give it to Michael Harris. He was kind of like a, a a deadline pickup for a team that just called him up. What do you think? Yeah, their farm system is so deep. You kind of forget they're able to have that ability to just reach down into their depth. Yeah, it's so I picked them to win in the beginning, but you know the Mets have fortunately avoided a lot of major injuries. Exactly. And do you think to wrap up here? I just sorry you bring up the Mets. Do you think we'll see Francisco Alvarez later this year? Yeah, I I, I looked him up two days ago. He, he I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't call him up. Why not? He can't be any worse than the production they're getting right now from their catcher. Tomas Nito. Yeah. McCann yeah. was terrible too when he was healthy. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I think you'll see him. I, I mean, I seriously think he'll be on. The, he, he, you'll see him pinch it. I mean, you will see him, I think, come, come postseason time. I think he, he has a chance. I think he will be on the roster. So that's where I'd go with him. And uh, yeah, I mean, we got to go to the home runs over here before we wrap up. But, um, that's going to wrap up the 
midseason stuff. So home run derby here we'll talk about briefly. So the field, there's eight hitters here, Lewis, and I'll read them to you. You're going to tell me your winner for each round. Kyle Schwarber versus Albert Pujols, the one in the eight. Take a Schwarber. Yeah. There you go. Schwarber's a lock. Um, right now, I believe is he it's him and him and Judge basically for home runs right now. It's heated race there. Juan Soto or Jose Ramirez, the four and the five. This is gonna be a great matchup. I just sit down and actually watch it for once. Juan Soto or Jose Ramirez. Who are you taking? I'll take Soto. Awesome. I'm putting him in. Corey Seager or Julio Rodriguez? I'm, I'm taking Julio. Okay. Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, or Ronald Acuna Jr.? Uh, definitely taking Alonzo. Acuna's had some power issues, I've noticed. Yes, I do agree with you on that. Schwarber or Soto? Then. Oh, yeah. Semi. I'll take... I, I'm, I think I'm going to take Schwarber to win it. Schwarber to win. Okay. Yeah. Rodriguez versus Alonzo? You got to take Pete. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Schwarber to win it is yours. So mine, I kind of went very bold here. You want to hear mine? So I go Schwarber winning, of course. I go Schwarber and Soto. I have them matching up. And then I have Corey Seager, Pete Alonzo. I have Corey Seager and Juan Soto in my finals. I think they're going to pull off some upsets. I think Alonzo's going to have a big first round and then wear himself out in the second. Because, I mean, we've, we've seen that. He almost lost to Mancini last year in it. But I think it's going to be... I think Juan Soto is your my home run derby champ. He's been on a power surge as of late. He just hit a home run today on Sunday again. So I got Juan Soto winning it against Corey Seager, who's also hit a lot of home runs. So that's my pick, and I'll have mine up on the Instagram, Drew Sports Crew, so you can go find it there. And, yeah, that'll wrap it up here. But social media stuff, Facebook, Drew's Sports Crew as well. You'll find us there. And, then of course, YouTube with that Drew Sports Crew. Uh, Lewis, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Boca Local TV, Twitch, same Boca Local TV, and got a baseball channel on YouTube, which I haven't uploaded much on, but you can find me there at uh, Boca Local Baseball. Go check it out. I mean, he has great content. He spends time analyzing, you know, Yankees, some some stuff, all baseball too. It's just you know, if you want in depth Yankees analysis, go check him out. You know, Yankees doing very well and checks out he looks at prospects as well so that's something you know you might not see from everyone so i mean that'll wrap it up here though so thank you all for listening to yet another episode of drew's sports crew the perfect podcast for you